Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. It's all eyes today on Toronto. Uh, Doug Ford has been chosen as the new leader of the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party. The other front runner for the race, uh, Christine Elliott, finally uh, conceded uh, yesterday after a very tumultuous campaign and leadership uh, uh, event that went on on Saturday. Alan Carter was there. Alan, of course, is the anchor of uh, Global News at 530 and 6 and the Queen's Park Bureau Chief for Global News, and he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. How are you doing this morning, Alan? I'm great. You know, um, no sleep, uh, barely any food. It's it's perfect. It's exactly <laughs> what you uh, I hope you didn't have dinner reservations for Saturday evening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've covered political conventions enough that you, you block book everything around a convention because you just never know what's going to happen. Well, and given what's happened over the the, the, the period of this, this leadership campaign, I, I, you know, I guess we had to expect some kind of glitch. But this this was a little abnormal, really, wasn't it? It was. I mean, you know, it wasn't a technical glitch. It was this weird thing about uh, a bunch of votes that did not have assigned ridings. And, of course, when you have a weighted system like the conservatives do, where you have a 100 points available per riding, where a vote goes in what particular riding can have a big impact. Because, to make it simple, if 100 people, if only 100 people vote in a riding, then each vote is worth one point but if a million people vote in that riding well you do the math that that you suddenly you're you know a percentage of that point so it, it has a big ramification and that's what took so long on saturday night and why miss elliott continued to contest well into sunday but here we go with another situation uh you know not unlike what happened in the u.s last year where the person with the most votes is not the winner that that's got to be frustrating for the elliott campaign Absolutely, but I mean, those are the rules. Yeah, you know, you can't really say at the other end of it that, well, you know, I didn't know the rules. She knew the rules, and really, the conventional wisdom was that the weighted system was going to work against Mister Ford, who's was seen to have a lot of strength in suburban Toronto, but not necessarily in the regions or in other parts of the province. And you know, if he had signed up a million members in Etobicoke he still only gets, you know, possibly 100 points out of one riding. It doesn't matter how many votes he has. But it's clear that Mr. Ford had good support right across the province. And here was the key, Bill, is there's two big things that happened. One, Tanya Granick-Allen pulled more support than many people were expecting, and almost exclusively all of her support went to Doug Ford. And then what everyone thought would happen on the third ballot, which is Carolyn Mulroney, of course, forced to drop off, but not enough of Mulroney's supporters chose Elliott as their second choice. A portion, a smaller portion, but a, por- a significant portion of them went to Ford, and that's what put him over the top. Yeah, the numbers I saw, and again, these were speculation, but I guess maybe they've been confirmed by now, is about 89% of uh, Granick Allen's support went to Doug Ford, and only about 73% of uh, Mulroney's support went over to Christine Elliott, which is kind of surprising. It is, and, you know, the conventional wisdom going in was that if Ford couldn't win on the second ballot, he couldn't win because the expectation was somewhere in the 90 percentile of Mulrooney voters would definitely go to Elliott, that they would not go to Ford. But clearly there was a portion of Mulrooney's support that did not like what they saw in Miss Elliott and opted instead for someone that you would think is, you know, diametrically opposed to if you're going to choose Mulrooney, but obviously that was their choice. 
What was it like in that hall, waiting and waiting and waiting? I mean, did they, obviously, as you say, Alan, you're, you've been there, done that. I mean, you've got the battle scars and got the T-shirt for doing this sort of thing. But the, the delegates, the ones that were there voting, the ones who were there expecting to have somebody crowned by 3.30 or 4 o'clock, uh, and from what you were saying on, on your report uh, when you were on with Angie on Saturday evening, people were coming up to you and say, what's going on? I mean, nobody seemed to have any idea what was happening. No, it was it was really chaos. There was no official word about anything. And, of course, all of the reporters are busily working their sources. And there were leaks. There were leaks from inside the room. Um, and, you know, I, I had some of it, and some other reporters had some other parts of it. So you had this weird situation where hundreds and hundreds of people of party members are all sort of gathered around whoever's got the smartphone with the, Twitter, with the most recent Twitter feed, watching Twitter and consuming news that way and finding out what's going on. And then every time I sort of moved from one area, there was this odd thing where there was the big convention hall where all the people were and the chairs were and all the TV were set up. And then there was this hallway off to the side where the individual campaigns and LEOC, which is in charge of the counting and all that, and where they were. So the reporters were sort of staked out in this hallway and every time you'd move from the hallway back into the main room to get something, I'd be, be grabbed by members who say, <laughs> what is going on? Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.